Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Today's message is called Faith's True Colors. We're going to get right into the inerrant, the inspired, the infallible word of the living God, able to change you and save you. James chapter 1 says this, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Doesn't feel like a gift, does it? (laughs) Doesn't feel like a gift, but it is. Why? Because you know that under pressure, your faith life, where your faith really is, is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Listen to this. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. That's a really interesting thought in terms of where we are now, isn't it? Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. God's purpose, no matter what the enemy throws, and we're gonna talk about more the next couple weeks, whatever the enemy throws, God's purpose is to turn it, deflect it, and make it become something that helps you to become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any way. The Bible says, don't try to get out of it prematurely. You know, what's premature? Prematurely means birthing before full term birthing into immaturity. Some preemies, thank God we can save them now, a lot better than we could even 10 years ago, but preemies sometimes struggle to breathe. It's the same when we try to get out of stuff ahead of time. Joseph, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, Joseph in the Old Testament, son of Israel, tried to get himself out of prison before the set time of God But think about this, when he was trying to get himself out of prison, when the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker came and he interpreted their dreams, he made this comment in Genesis 40 verse 14 where he said, hey, mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of here. And the Bible says they forgot as soon as they got out. But think about this, if Joseph would have gotten out when he asked them to mention him before Pharaoh, his high call that he could see from his dream and his original vision was being a leader within his own family. That's what he saw. He said, my father and mother and my, and my brothers and sisters, you know, bowed down to me. But God's plan was much bigger, wasn't it? For him to become the prime minister of, jo- of Egypt and Joseph would save the world, not just his family. Just food for thought as we're thinking about getting out of this. Bishop Michael Pitts always says, faith untested, can't be trusted. Faith untested can't be trusted. The proof that a boat is seaworthy never comes from inspection. It comes from putting it in the water and saying, hey, will this thing float? How's your faith doing when it's forced into the open? Hebrews 11.3 says this, by faith we understand that the whole world, the worlds were framed by the word of God, by framed with what God said, so that the things which are seen are, we're not made of things which are visible. Finally, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In this, Peter writes, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Look at the purpose, though. That the genuineness of your faith, there it is again, faith test, faith test, 
that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found in the praise, the honor, and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together one more time. God, open the eyes of our heart and let your word come forth in us, for us, and through us to change things in Jesus' name. This month, our theme is called Faith of Our Fathers, and we've been talking about God's Faith Hall of Fame. We honored the fathers listed, fathers and mothers listed in the Faith Hall of Fame. We looked at the subject of interruptions last week. We established that Jesus was never thrown off or disrupted by the distractions or the delays of circumstances. A miracle for one person never prevented a miracle for another person because God is God. God has no daily miracle quota. Oops, sorry, uh, that's all the miracles I got today. Eh, Sorry, you have to wait. I just ran out. Try again tomorrow. Aren't you thankful God doesn't do that? He's God and he's infinite and his miracles are infinite. And just because you see him do something good for somebody else didn't mean they took your piece of the pie. God is big enough to break through everybody. We said, don't be phobiaed. Don't be scared away by bad news or negative words where you shrink back from the word that God put in your heart and the promise that he gave you. Just focus your heart on God and his word and entrust it to him, be confident in him. I was thinking this week about, in the 70s, the Bee Gees had an old hit song from the disco era, (laughs) my teenage era, called How Deep Is Your Love? How deep is your love? How deep is your love? I can't do that anymore. The truth is that actually never, you never know how deep your love is or relationship is with anybody until you go through something together. Isn't that true? You never really know how deep your faith is until you go through a season where you're trusting God and it didn't happen, the breakthrough didn't happen as fast as you wanted it to. Let's just be honest about it. Pressure does strange things to people. You find out what's really inside them, their character. How deep is your faith? How deep is your, I don't do that either. Man, I miss you. Uh, You know, you never know what kind of oil is in the olive until it's pressed. You never know how the wine is gonna taste till the grapes are crushed. There are things inside of us that God has invested that until they're broken open through challenge, through adversity, we never know really what's going on. Anybody, I've said it a thousand times, anybody can praise God and invoke the name of Jesus when everything's going great. Anybody can do it, it's easy. You see it all the time, but that doesn't mean that your faith is actually getting deeper or wider or stronger. The Bible says it this way, your faith life forced into the open reveals its true colors. So how you doing? How's your spirit of faith after eight weeks of quarantine. What is faith? It's gonna lay a little foundation with this. We're gonna do some fun stuff today. Romans chapter 10, verse eight says this, but what does it say? The word, the logos, the word that God spoke, or the written word, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach or declare to you, Paul says, 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be sozoed. You'll be set free, spirit, soul, and body. Verse 10, for the heart one believes, <clears throat> pardon me, unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession or declaration is made unto the experience of that salvation. My friend, sometimes we quote this verse as a verse of the interest, like, like saving faith. Like when somebody first prays a prayer and says, Jesus, come into my heart, change me, and I hope you'll do that today. In fact, right now, you don't have to wait till the end of the service. Yeah, the Bible says God has given every man a measure of faith. Your measure of faith might, ha might not have, a, have gotten you to a place where you've actually surrendered to Christ yet to know him in a real way as your Lord and Savior. But this is a moment where it's a holy and sacred moment. It's a moment where you need to personally open your heart. Why? Because God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will never force his way into anybody's life. The Holy Spirit will only move and come in where he's invited to. And I wanna to say to you right now, this is your moment. You don't have to wait till the end of a service. Maybe I'm frustrated, maybe I've even been depressed, <clears throat> maybe just afraid. A lot of people scared to death in this time. This is not a time to shrink back. This is a time to just say this or something like it. Jesus, come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. I want to live for you. Forgive me of my sin. My salvation prayer at 19 was, Jesus, if you're real. God, if Jesus is real, I got to know it for myself in a way that I'll understand that you're moving. This is the moment to pray that right now. And you know, if you're watching us on one of the online platforms, you know, there are emojis where you can just put a hand, where, like you're raising your hand. I just want to pray for you. Father, reveal Jesus as Savior and Lord to every person who's lost or away or has grown cold in their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say one more thing. In a few weeks, when we come back through this, we're going to have a water baptism service. And that's a time where you need to let us know Something changed during this pandemic and you said, Jesus be the Lord of my life. If you're new to surrender or you've never been baptized since you actually surrendered where you understood that fact, it wasn't for your parents, it wasn't for somebody else, you weren't just going to church, we wanna invite you in a few weeks to water baptism. That's a very important mile marker in your life. So there's saving faith, but this, that's not just what Romans is talking about here. It's not talking about just the first belief. It's talking about a faith that is growing and what faith really is. Number one, faith is believing in your heart. That is what you really, that's when it gets, it's not head knowledge. It's something that is inside of you in the core of your being, that you really get something. It's a revelation. It's a, it's a light bulb, aha moment where you go, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't see that up here, but now I see it in here and I've accepted that. That's believing. That's, that's a, a trusting in God. It's not believing in a mental ascent. It's believing as leading on, trusting in, and having hope in. And the second part of faith is confession. 
or declaration with your mouth. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It, you can't do, listen, if you've just believed in your heart but you've never confessed, you've never told anybody and you've never said it out loud and you've never acknowledged it and you never prayed that prayer, you, then you only have half and you're not, you're, not, you're not saved, you're not sozo, the Greek word. You're not experiencing and then you get frustrated because you're just religious. No. You gotta believe in your heart and you gotta confess with your mouth. Not just positivity. This is not positive thing. This is not mind over matter. This is to come into agreement with the word of God. Believing and speaking, speaking and believing. The Bible says, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you get under pressure and all this cussing and, and filth comes out of your mouth, the Bible says that's a reflection of your heart. So don't just try to change your language, change your heart by giving it to God. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks based on what God has said and what God is saying. There are two words, I'll just go through them real quickly. Two words in the New Testament specifically about the Bible or that are translated the word. The first one is logos or logos. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word, that's the logos, and the word, the logos, was, God, was with God, and the word, the logos, was God. Jesus is the living word. Jesus is the written scripture come to life. Jesus, one, one guy I heard years ago said this, Jesus is the Bible with skin on. Jesus is the living word of God that we see in the Bible. Now, the other word is the word rhema, and rhema is different because rhema is a word to you. It is, a, it is something from the scripture of what God has said or what God wrote that actually hits you in a time where it directs you, leads you, comforts you, gives you hope where you need it. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God, not just going through scriptures, but, it, but going through till you find something that the Holy Spirit says, this is for you. This is for you. This is now. This is where I'm guiding you. A word. Listen, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because he makes me lie down in green pastures and leaves me beside still waters, restores my soul. So he wants, to, he wants me to feed in green pastures. I gotta eat. And the word, we talk about it here as a now word. That's why we call it now church. The now word, that's rhema. One definition says this, a rhema is a verse or portion of scripture that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention with, listen, application to a current situation or need for direction now. Rhema is the, a word from the word. It is a now thought that communicates something to you and we all need that. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that word is rhema. We live by rhema. So we need to know the logos. You gotta feed your, fill your life, fill your heart and mind. We, we, we renew our faith by renewing our mind, transformed by renewing our mind through the logos, the logos. Get into the word. But when it gets inside of you, God can speak it to you and it becomes rhema and becomes spirit and life. The words that I speak, the original foundation of our church, 30 years ago, John 6, 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak, the rhema that I speak, their spirit and their life. <clears throat> That's why we were called spirit life for so long. And we still have that in us. We changed the name 
but the thought of that is still in us. Now word, now church. It's the same thought. We just changed the, 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 the title. We just changed the topic and, and made it a little more relatable. The bottom line is your words and mine contain the power of God to frame your world. Your words contain the power of God to frame your world. In the text we find that God's word framed all of creation. The whole world came into being because God spoke the logos, the logos, and it became rhema. When God wanted light, he spoke to it. He said, light be, and it was. He spoke it. He didn't think it. He didn't blink it. He didn't sneeze it. Kenneth Copeland used to say that. He created by his words, and he made us then in his image and blessed us, and the Bible said he gave us dominion in his image and placed within us the same power. Now we have power in our words, and words have great power. Words have great power. Power to bless, power to curse. We have a little roll-in of something special we did for Mother's Day, and just wanna show it to you right now as we show you some of the most precious people that I, in the whole world, some of the ones that I love the most. Let's see them. all these celebrations. That's great. That was in the video I was expecting, by the way. Although I do love Pastor Stephen Sharon very much. We're going to throw in another video in a couple of moments because uh, I was talking about my grandkids. So anyway, we'll play that in a couple of minutes. Uh, words have power, my friends, especially those that are words of faith, words of hope, words of encouragement. Listen, you can either agree with all of what's on the news right now 
or you can agree with what God has said and what God is saying from what he said. You're either, you know, Pastor Lindsay said a few weeks ago, but we've been saying this for 25, 30 years. You can either be a thermometer or a thermostat. A thermometer measures the temperature of what it is. It measures, it says, here's the temperature, here's what it is. But a thermometer sets the temperature for what you want it to be. That's what the word of faith does. The word of faith says, I'm agreeing with what God has said and I'm agreeing with his word because I know he has something of a promise, even if it's not my experience at this exact moment. It is, it is what he wants me to have. You get a bad report from the doctor and you gotta trust God. Can I tell you the last weeks we've been so blessed. We have had a number of people that work in medical fields and even other fields that have contacted us. Please pray, somebody in our office uh, was being tested for coronavirus and please pray for us. Can I tell you, we are so thankful that none of those, not only none of our people experience the coronavirus at this point, and we're believing they won't in Jesus' name. But the people we prayed for that were in their offices that they were afraid were spreading it, none of those were positive either. Why? Because God is good. Because faith believes and speaks what God has said, by his stripes, we were healed. That he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals us that the Bible says that he blesses our bread and water and takes away sickness from our midst. I could go on and on and on. There are healing scriptures that we feed on, that we meditate on, that we chew on, that we choose to trust in God. The Bible says where two agree, or two or three gathered again in his name, he'll be here, and where two shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask. In other words, when you agree with God, we shall have those things that we say. We have so many promises. And I think, I don't know if we're set up, but I wanna throw it to just a little brief Mother's Day, a uh, little greeting from the precious ones in my life and in my world. It's the Papa and Coley and Caden and Mila and Alana show. Oh, oh. Hey everybody, welcome to our show. Today we're talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is so important because mothers are important and we want to honor all you moms and grandmothers out there. You do so much for us and you're so special and important to us and God put you in our lives for a reason. Come tell us why your mom is special to you. What does she do that blesses you? She bakes for us, she cooks for us, she does school with us, she plays games with us, she's really special, I love her. That's great. How about you, Mila? What does your mommy do with you that's so fun? Mommy plays dress up. She plays dress up with you? That is so special. What about you, Tatum? She's my love buddy. She colors with me and she bakes. She bakes, she colors with me, and she's your love buddy. I think that's the highlight. Anyway, we're so grateful for the mothers and grandmothers in our lives. These guys here, you even have, I mean, you have great grandmothers. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have that. And we're so blessed. So we just want to say a big shout out to everybody. And we want to thank you for all you do for us, mothers and grandmothers. We have a special surprise. Gigi has made a special thank you. Yeah, they're my heart. That's the ones that I have fun with. I'm glad, I've, I've been glad to be quarantined with them and not away from them. Anyway, so we just want to say that a special thing to you as well. Um, listen, faith has an attitude. Faith cops an attitude. Walking through our neighborhood recently, we saw a beautiful bald eagle. 
Uh, first time I've ever seen one in the neighborhood and all the other birds in the area were freaking out. We first saw these vultures trying to stake out a claim on a nest somewhere of some other birds and there was all kinds of activity. All of a sudden we saw this eagle kind of soar into the picture. The vultures were nervous. Other birds were guarding their nests from the vultures. But that eagle just soared and soared above it all. Majestically, he ruled the sky. Isaiah 40 says this in verse 28, one of my favorite life verses in my life. Verse 28, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the earth, of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? Are you tired? God's not tired. His understanding is unsearchable. And here's what he does. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. So it's not about natural age or energy. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My friends, God isn't tired. He's not freaking out because of the world being shut down. He's ready for us to get back to doing what we do and being who we are and not running in fear, but running in faith. Yes, we have wisdom, but we're gonna run with faith in the promises and purposes of God. God doesn't run out of energy at all. And the promise is this, that he will give you his supernatural strength and vitality exactly when you need it most. How do you get it? You get it by faith. You get it by hearing the word of God, hearing the rhema, the now word, by having that preached into your heart, by getting it in your spirit, by receiving it. You know, Kenneth Copeland, who uh, I mentioned earlier, had a, uh, he, he started out, he's a great man of God. He started out as, uh, in ministry as the personal private pilot for Oral Roberts back in the 60s. He would take Oral Roberts where he needed to do meetings and fly him around where he didn't have to travel for days and days and days. So Kenneth Copeland knows aviation. As far as I know, he's in his 80s now, still a pilot. And he used to share this revelation. I've shared it a couple of times over 30 years, believe me. But it always bears repeating, and that's this. Kenneth Copeland said, eagles have unique wings that God gave them. He created them in a certain way, different from any other bird. He gave them a special wing joint that locks in place so strongly that when the the wings of an eagle get into a certain position to soar, Kenneth Coleman said, you you could easier break the whole wing than you could make that joint bend because it's so strong. And so when they see a storm, they respond to storms and problems, uh, weather situations different than any other bird. When every other bird goes for cover, not the eagle. The eagle goes to the highest point that he can, a tree, a mountain, a branch, a hill. And, the, and, and what the Bible is saying when it says, we will mount up with wings as, as eagles, Kenneth Copeland said, they will put their wings into climb attitude just like a pilot would know that there's a way that the wings go to position you to take off and a way to land. And those eagles go to the highest place. They stare directly into the storm. They lock their wings into climb attitude. And when the first winds of the storm hit, they are launched above the storm. They're launched into a position where they elevate 
and, and they actually get over the clouds and over the worst parts of the storm. My friends, people of Now Church, we are calling you to let God work in you to mount up with wings as eagles. It's time for you to overcome. It's time for you to lock your wings into climb attitude. Faith is an attitude. There's an expectation in your spirit that you're going to rise above, that you're gonna be launched over what takes everybody else into hiding places. We launch, we go over it, we go through it. And listen, eagles don't even have to flap their wings very often. I hope you're unflappable at this time. I hope that your faith is unflappable. The eagles, when other birds are going crazy, kind of looks silly on camera, doesn't it? When other people are going crazy in this time, when other birds are going crazy, it's time for you to soar. It's time for you to move over the circumstances, not under them. What's my takeaway? How do I apply this word, pastor? What am I supposed to do? The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The Bible says, though the weight upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. My friend, you're an eagle. You're not a bird brain. You're not a vulture. You're not a dodo. You're an eagle. And it's time for you to fly. When the Bible uses that term, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, or those that wait upon the Lord, the word there in the, in the scripture is the Hebrew word kava. It's pronounced kava. It's Q-A-V-A-H, but it's kava. It means to eagerly look for, to hope, and to expect. Those that eagerly look for the Lord, hope in Him, and expect Him to do something, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be rear. They shall walk and not faint. Like a child waiting for their dad to get home like a child waiting at the window, waiting at the door for their mom or their dad to get home from work. Can't wait. The only thing I miss about having our kids be so small are those sweet moments as a parent. Like those moments when my son or my daughter would be waiting at the window when they were really, really little, we had mobile homes. And they would wait at the window looking for me to pull in, to see the car pull into the driveway. And then they'd jump up and down and get excited. If you'll be excited for God and His presence and make room for Him, I declare new strength over your life. In the name of Jesus, I speak new strength your life. In Jesus' name, be blessed, be strengthened, get your faith attitude out there, and be the eagle. Some of you just going back to work, be the eagle at work. Soar and rise above. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, 
online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.